0: Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan LaPlotte as Inquisitor Lucius Ballantine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Del Borbeck as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that Morgan Rolls and Eli Sharp were left behind when their Inquisitor died. Having taken over the claw and wing, they've been doing their best to keep their bar going and themselves sane. Morgan befriended a romantically foolish giant while Eli has been lecturing nearby youths about the cost of serving the Inquisition. But what will happen when their bar is invaded at gunpoint and a firefight breaks out? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy.
1: from the personal records of the Asher family included in the estate sale. It would seem that after some time it has come to this, that we, we cannot pay the tithe as, as promised, my lord. And I would simply hope that given our long and loyal service here on Last Gleaming, you would find some way for us to continue to serve uh, the emperor's glorious purpose. Uh, yes, yes, quite. I think we could arrange something. Bartus, my friend. Eighth of your name. Bring the rest of the retinue around. I suspect the Inquisition has a new home here. You arrive at the last palace. On last gleaming, uh, while the rest of the the city, uh, the rest of the planet has kind of uh, devolved over the years uh, through uh, all manner of conflict and war, leading to the creation of the hive uh, that you're now descending into. One palace remained, um, kind of at, at at the heart of it, the center of it, uh, and as is often the way with uh, his imperial majesty's uh, inquisition. It's a pretty good place to make your home if you're gonna be away for a while. Um, and sure enough, um, Valentine, I think something almost despite kind of the the reservations you have about the Inquisition right now, uh, about the questions of of the body that was recovered and kind of your place in it, uh, having been kind of flying Barus's flag, um, not quite knowing where you stand with Mutus, all this sort of stuff. there is a comfort, I think, in in seeing a proper, inquisition base uh it's got you know the aquilas on banners the the uh the inquisitorial rosette uh stamped large like there's there there is no question that this is an inquisition uh base and in fact it's it's flaunting it um that said it looks a little bit like anytime someone tries to retrofit an old building uh in a modern city where like all the inquisitorial shit has been kind of like scaffolded on outside. Um, so it's definitely not a natural part of the architecture. The, the palace itself, um, has a bit of like a, like almost an old German vibe to it. Like it's very grand. Um, but in a way that is now of course kind of caked with the soot, um, and, and grime of the hive that's grown up around it, uh, as well as the, the imperial superstructure that's been, uh, the inquisitorial superstructure that's been added around it. Um, so Marnie's song is being uh, guided in, uh, by davian mutis um you have a uh, kind of a, a moment or two um before you land there's a, a very clear landing platform that's that once would have been kind of where where grand dignitaries would land or or what have you but now is very much a uh, a bustling imperial port you can see um uh you know low ranking members of the inquisition running hither and thither moving boxes very much like a star wars landing pad kind of situation um so just lots of crates like but with skulls on them because 40k but crates pointy crates um is there anything that
2: uh the two of you want to confer about before you land Roy, right, uh inquisitor valentine what what is the plan once we land exactly Well, we're going to see how this goes. Our primary goal
3: is to receive information, but we also must negotiate with this uh, witch hunter Davian Mutus. Hopefully, we will find an ally and someone who can allow us and enable us to move further in our quest. Otherwise, we may be making what can be called uh, a hot exit, uh, one could say, which might just mean, you know, the the emperor might deem us to have conflict uh, with either the Inquisition or... Uh, the witch hunter, in which case, we'll do what the Emperor wills us to do, which is save him no matter the cost.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for that, so don't you worry about that. Um, about our glorious mission. Uh, how close to the chest should we be playing those cards? So how many people should know what we're really doing here? Yes, right now, you and I is about
3: right. as- as many as, as as should be included in this circle. Uh, witch hunters are known for, one could say, uh, rabid, violence-based ignorance. I don't believe the idea of a grand conspiracy will aid this witch hunter in his quest. I'm hoping we can send him off after elements of Barthas Billingberg's empire that frankly we won't make use of and should be destroyed because they are innately evil. Hmm. Um, when it comes to the Inquisition, uh, It is a den of highly powerful and highly important snakes. Uh, We are one of those snakes, which is excellent. Uh, And the other snakes are very capable and very dangerous, which is excellent in general, and somewhat complicated in terms of our relations with them. So let's keep things to ourselves
2: and only divulge what we must to succeed. Right, so should we have a cover then, you know, for what we're doing here and all that, or are we just talking about investigating Billingberg?
3: Right now, I think Billingberg is an excellent cover, which is we eliminated him, uh, we we eliminated him, and, and dealing with uh, pla- was it Planet Vicodin. I, I know the product was Vicodin, but yes, Planet Vicodin uh, and the heresy that we uncovered there, because that war is still ongoing uh, and needs to be stamped out to prevent people from selling Xenos to be eaten
2: by other people on an ongoing basis. I wish I could be there, you know, to finally achieve victory, you know, now that it's not. Just being played to a stalemate on purpose.
3: Yes, yes. Well, if I can, I'll have you be one of the signatures on the Order that will bring that war to a close.
2: Really? You you'd do that for me? Uh, again, if I can, yes. Instantly. Oh. It's the least we can do for you. Mr. Valentine, that, that would be just fine, sir. Thank you very much. Excellent.
1: Uh, and with that um Marnie's song is is kind of brought in uh uh grim is uh he's not having a great time um piloting this thing right now um you know he's he's fully plugged in uh, and you can just hear him muttering how many guns are pointed at you um just as a precaution on the way in um but you know nothing's firing um uh, obviously uh, uh, uh davian Mutis's um, like codes checked out um, and, he, you know, he phoned ahead, like this isn't a surprise, um, and honestly, again, it's, it's one of the first times um, in a long time, particularly for you, Valentine, uh, that you're part of a functioning machine that's functioning the way it ought to, rather than, you know, weird, busted-ass versions, but as you know with the Inquisition, like, nothing is ever quite as it seems, so even though the machine operating at, at seemingly, like, running capacity isn't uh, the comfort it might be otherwise. Um, the ship touches down um, in kind of like a, a blast of uh, of hissing steam and smoke, and um, you know the the ramp lowers, and um, uh, nearby uh, mutus's ship also lands, and he kind of comes uh, striding down, uh, striding down the ramp. Um, mutus is uh, uh, pretty much exactly what you'd imagine a fanatical witch hunting uh, inquisitor would look like. Uh, he is like if John Malkovich. Wore like a Pilgrim Salem style witch hunter garb, um, with the exception of a neon green sort of like plasteel vest um, that uh, is clearly like you know uh, some kind of imperial guard armor that he's had spray painted in this brilliant green. Um, And uh, if you've played the um, uh, Vermintide games, got a bit of a Victor Saltspire vibe, uh, like just a, a real like he's he's to Ryan's point this isn't just his job this is also his hobby and <laughs> which hunting is his best friend um so he kind of uh comes down um he has uh, uh, one of his legs is um a servo from the knee down uh, just like a, a proper like mechanical peg leg um that kind of like uh hisses and whines as it walks it almost sounds like a piston um and uh you know he just like flips his cape out as he as he, he struts down the um uh the ramp and he just says, Ah, yes, welcome, welcome to last gleaming. Um, and you can see like he's flipped his his cape out um as he comes down, but he definitely has like a gun on, like, you know, when people have Derringers on uh quick releases, he's definitely got two of those ready. Um, because you know you've had some pleasant conversations, uh, but he's also paranoid because he's an inquisitor and you're an inquisitor, and you know, that's that's how how we roll. Um, and uh, he just says... Oh, uh, man, I
3: don't want to run too deep down this. But, quick question. Is he an Inquisitor or a witch hunter? Because witch hunters are ministorum, which is religion. <laughs> inquisitor are the others. God. So they use the term colloquially. <laughs> so he could be Hereticus and be a witch hunter who's Inquisition-based. I just want to start
1: um, with I had kind of placed him uh, under Ordo Malius myself. Oh, uh, shit. Where, okay, where yeah, Hereticus. yeah, that's
3: cool. Yeah. Um, they so, also could have ordained one. There's a thousand possibilities. I just wanted to sure, know. Sure, I, I was mean
1: like. his, witch hunting is his jam. <laughs> um, but uh so no, no. He doesn't need no he doesn't need to be an inquisitor. Um but he is he is on uh he he works very closely for them. He's basically like a, a solo agent of of the Ordo Malleus that's lo- located here. Um they give him a lot of rope to kind of do his thing, but um Look, when you find a, someone who just loves their work as much as David Yudis <laughs> does, you're know, like, who, who are you to stand in the way of a true artist? Um, so yes, he, uh, he throws open his cloak and he just says, uh, uh, it is my honor to welcome you to uh, the the home of Malleus within Harthold. I'm sure you'll find our gracious hosts as as entertaining and delightful as I do in the service of the Emperor. Yes, uh, there are, of course, uh, members of your order. I assume, and he kind of like looks you up quickly, uh, lo- lo- looks you up and down. And he says, uh, "Hereticus, correct? Yes, hmm, yes." Uh, there are those of your order here as well, of course, as uh, as Ordos Xenos, whose uh, landing pad we are, in fact, on. And he, like, taps his, like, robo-servo leg. Um, and just everyone around, like, this guy flies in and out of here a lot. And you can just tell. It's like if, if um, Jack Sparrow showed up at your port for, like, the third time. You're like, Ugh. <laughs> all right, well, someone's going to have a fucking fight on a water wheel now. Like we're just going to have a nice day of pirating. And now this asshole's here. So there, there's a general sense of fatigue. Um, but sure enough, looking around, um, uh, Valentine, you are able to pick up that, um, this does seem to be staffed by Ordo Xenos, um, uh, like, uh, regalia. It's a little more, uh, present. Um, there's almost like, um, think, a, a like a, a, brilliant, um, uh, violet, uh, Purity seal, like the seal itself is red, obviously, but the um the actual uh uh sort of text that has been sealed on these guys, almost like just, you know, if you're at a convention and everyone like wears a fucking name tag, um, you can tell that there's a very clear effort here to distinguish who is who and who works for where. Um not out of any like malice, just there's three, like all the Ordoses are stacked on top of each other in a tower. So it's kind of helpful to know, like, pardon me, sir. Can you tell me about a Tyranid? It's like, oh no, sorry, buddy. You want to talk? Chaos. I'm your boy. I'm like, ah shit, okay. Um
3: so <laughs> also just a- everybody works for a boss with ultimate power. So it's like, okay, who's whose employee can I talk to? <laughs> That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because like, I'm working for Team Ultimate Power Hereticus, not Team Ultimate Power Xenos, so I probably can't boss you around. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's
1: it's it's like the army, the navy, and uh, uh, the air force all had to share a tower, and they all had to just like walk around saluting each other, but didn't really know who they could bitch to <laughs> or why.
3: Um,
1: so um, anyway. Uh, yes uh, uh mutus sort of uh gives you the, the quick rundown that um the uh the spire and the landing pads um, are kind of the domain of uh, Ordo Xenos. um the uh the grim gardens uh, belong to uh ordo Sereticus, and uh the the basement and dungeon uh belong to uh his best friends uh, ordo Malleus. um as he's giving you this speech um there is a Um, a man just kind of like, um, rushing quickly, um, across the, the landing pad, um, sort of as quickly as he can, but he's got just a stack of, of scrolls, um, that are all on tablets. Um, but he's got several of them and like an ink pot that's been like fused, like has been like, um, bolted onto the top. Um, but clearly just like Overworked, underpaid, and in a huge rush. And of course, with all the vehicles around, like the, you know, the scrolls are whipping up into his face. Uh, he's got a bit of a Rick Moranis thing going on. Um, so just like the big, big, big glasses, kind of like um just a, a mess of hair. Um, and from the way he walks, uh, uh I don't think Atticus, you would clock this at all, but like Valentine, um, you've seen folks like this before. There's like an a, a put-on air of of kind of Terran imperial um royalty to this like there's a, a a manner of walking like it's very much like a, a boarding school walk like he's he's clearly putting on airs of of being uh important in a way that a man carrying this much paper clearly cannot be um and he just kind of holds up um uh his pen and he says uh, welcome to heart oh sh- shit did you uh, what uh, lord mutus we've been over this you you can't simply launch into the spiel that is that is my Duty. That is, that is my lineage. This is, this is, this is my house and I am allowed to do the entry speech. And Mutis just like flips him the the double bird, which I guess is like an Aquila based middle finger. um, And uh, just says, uh, yeah, yes, of course, of course. Um, May I introduce uh, Stuart Lariel Asher, last of his line and uh, the, uh, hereditary owners of our fine building here. And then he just kind of leans over and, like, doesn't whisper, but does the hand in front of his face thing anyway. Um, And just says, uh, his family ran afoul of the tithes, and as a result, we got this delicious little house to live in, but he still likes to cling to it with his little ragged fingers. You know how
3: the little people are. hmm? Yes, yes, uh, of course. Now, Stuart, I require... This ship, to be well cared for, has been reconsecrated in the name of the Inquisition. I require a place to file reports. I require a meeting room so that I can exchange records of the uh, intolerably damned Bathus Billingberg Thirteenth with my dear friend, uh, the witch hunter, Davian Mutis. I need to file a report about the planet Vicodin and its internal heresies with the Order Hereticus, and I require access to the Inquisition's records to be able to further my investigations. Uh, the priority of all of this is top um so the minute you start talking
1: uh he his eyes kind of roll up into his head uh his head cranks uh almost 90 degrees and a bunch of small servo arms burst out of the, the sides of his neck with additional pens and just start fucking going and they're all like clicking in he's got all these like little tiny arms um he is sort of gritting his teeth um trying to control all these tiny arms but sure enough he's he's making it work um, he's using his organic arms to flip through all the different uh, tablets. Um, but uh, to your your uh, sort of like surprise and delight, uh, he got it all down. He's that server who said, I don't need to write it down, and then actually got all the specifics of your order right. Um, so he just uh, quickly reads those back to you in a monotone. You can see he's got some augmentation that's clearly uh, at at play here. Um, and uh, he just says, uh, yes, of, of course, right away, the the uh, the hospitality of of harthold is second to none i say second to none um lord
3: lucius valentine uh technically interrogator but i was promoted in the field so inquisitor will do um
1: and like there's just a brief moment of all the etiquette in the galaxy running behind this man's eyes and he just decides. You know what? Inquisition safest to just do what they say. He says, "Very good, in- Inquisitor Valentine, and your uh, companion."
2: Uh, I-, I-, I believe I'm Inquisition also now. Uh, promoted in the field. Correct. And- this is Colonel Atticus Viss. Colonel, Colonel Viss. Very good. Yeah, Welcome.
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you are. Uh, um, and he just kind of like gives you like he again he's just so scared of everyone all the time. So just kind of like a, a look to see if you're done, and then like okay, very good. Um, well, uh, excellent. Let's let, let us uh, see to this in in the order that uh, is is most uh, appropriate. Um, and uh, Mutis just says, um, "Well, uh, Inquisitor Valentine, it has been a true pleasure getting to meet another servant such as yourself." I'm sure we will bump into each other again. And and he just kind of like waves grandly and says, uh, no doubt a servo skull or two will let me know what happens to you. I do hope you make it. I have enjoyed our chats about the heretical sun,
3: As have I, and I look forward to filing a report with you so you may hunt down the remains of the traitorous Billingberg's empire and put it to the sword and flame.
1: Just like frothing at the mouth with with glee like like he's chewing and there's nothing to chew on um and uh he just says (laughs) um you know my date of birth isn't for several cycles yet And somehow you have given me the greatest gift. I shall be sure to tell my family what failures they are, for they could not deliver such a delightful treat. Um, And then he just like stomps off on his, uh, on his, his servo leg. Um, And then the rest of his crew comes out and like, uh, just just like Kiff from Futurama, like all of them are just overdressed in like pilgrim witch hunter gear. Um, they're carrying heavy things. They're clearly tired. Like one of their ha- like their hats are like blowing off in the wind, and they have to like chase them and quickly, put them back on. Um, he just he he he's 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 real all in on that theme, uh, which means everyone's all in on his theme. Uh, not unlike we Warhammer collectors when sometimes we go a little overboard and like all the models are going to look like this, not really thinking about how shitty that would be in the field. Um, so the, the witch hunting brigade, um, uh, follows mutis, uh, kind of off the landing pad. And, um, you, you just hear, uh, hear him like continuing to pontificate as, as he goes. Um, that said, uh, Asher is uh, ready to show you to your quarters. Um, first, um, you can, uh, he, he kind of like, um, uh sub you know, he pushes like a button on the side of his, his neck console and um uh, mutters uh, some quick vox orders. Uh and sure enough, like servitors and other um uh other like repair folk and like maintenance people rush out and start like seeing to Marnie's song and and the damage that's been done and kind of immediately giving it the once over. Grimly still there, um, he just got like you know double barrel shotgun across his lap, casually sitting in the uh the pilot seat, watching all this go down. Annie nods um uh, deferentially to uh to the two of you, um, and uh, you see kind of the rest of your your crew give you a quick like salute, uh, and uh, uh, Lyriel Asher whisks you away.
4: Behind you? Yes, that's right, this is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. That's right. Come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. If you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future.
1: The tower itself is is beautiful uh on the inside uh for realsies. Um it has been incredibly well kept uh in an, almost like a if you sealed off, you know, um one of these spaces and like no dust fell on it. Like it's it really does it gives the the the, the feeling of a, a of a, like a modern palace. Um but uh, at the same time, a lot there's clearly been a lot of modifications uh, to make things a little bit easier for uh, the Inquisition. Um, as you walk through, um, you know you walk past uh, a few rooms that would have at one point been you know um, uh, terraces or like overlooking uh, the city that have been gutted and turned into labs. there's you know various um, xenos, uh, Uh, you know, bio data and things uh, on monitors. Um, You see carcasses um, under examination, Um, you know, all that fun stuff, just as you kind of uh, stride by. Um, And uh, eventually um, Asher takes you to uh, sort of a large central, uh, very ornate elevator. Um, It's a large circular elevator. Those of us who've been going hard on Elden Ring, like every elevator in Elden Ring, it's just kind of like a gilded, A gilded circular cage. um, And as you step into it, uh, 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 Asher just goes to the center console and kind of depresses it. Um, You almost, this has got a bit of like a Gatsby vibe to it. Like there's a very um, ethereal, kind of beautiful quality to this that is completely at odds with all of the very like business like Inquisition operations that are happening around it. Um, You descend down um, sort of through the the center of the tower, whipping past uh, several levels. Um, Again, it's a massive palace um, before uh, arriving on on what you would assume would have once been the ground floor, now buried deep beneath the hive. Um, The doors open, you're immediately hit uh, by uh, the scent of incredibly fragrant and beautiful flowers. Um, it's always something odd to find in a hive city, but, uh, as you step out, um, you're in kind of a massive, like, you know, at the back of estates, there's usually like one of those long rectangular gardens. I mostly know this from Scarface and the vice city mission that is inspired by it. Um, but just kind of like a long garden, um, very at home in Bridgerton. Like there's, there's like hedge work, some of those like big pointy trees, um, and just like flowers kind of growing everywhere. It's an overgrown lush garden that's clearly very well tended. Um, but in and, in and amongst all of the uh, flora and fauna are, um, you know, uh, uh, torture racks and, you know, iron maidens and other sort of uh, necessary tools of the trade uh, for the uh, the Ordos Hereticus. Um, and you can see like Inquisition uh, troops, like in the same way that the Xenos have kind of turned a bunch of rooms into labs. This entire garden is basically just like one big facility for interrogating heretics, discussing heresy, and um sort of uh you know, ferreting it out. So there's like an old fountain that's been turned into a series of like they've installed monitors on it. It's kind of a central command center. And you basically got like a almost like a field, well it would have at one point been like a field uh base set up in this this garden. Um, but it's clearly been here for centuries now uh it's very functional um and also smells real nice um so uh Lirial, um leads you leads you forward and just says uh, uh before we uh, show you to your rooms i assume based on the uh, uh the uh order of operations you gave me you would like to to check in uh with those of your order is that correct uh inquisitor valentine and corporal Viz?" Oh, uh, it's
2: colonel Viz. thank you very much
1: and just like Huge full body twitch as like one of the little pen arms scratches it out and then like the pen nib turns to one of the other arms accusingly and then just turns back and write, <laughs> writes uh the the actual title, which I've already forgotten. So give me that one more time. Colonel. Colonel. Great. Like Sanders.
5: Or Volgan. Uh <laughs> those two those two guys the only
1: two colonels I know um great great. um so uh (laughs) he he immediately says uh, my apologies sir um would you like to make your report or would you
3: like to see your quarters uh if possible I would like to see my quarters and have access to the inquisitorial files to be sure that when I make my report it is fully accurate and in the full context of what has taken place uh very good a, in that case um and
1: uh sort of like from the the central command center um a uh, a man starts kind of like striding towards uh towards you he just kind of holds up a hand and says not quite so fast steward um and uh he's got uh think like uh like Ken Watanabe um if you like gave him just like space Marine scout armor. Like it's not, he's not wearing like the full suit. Cause obviously he wouldn't have that. Um, but, uh, somewhere along the line, he managed to get some modified scout armor. Um, and, uh, over top of it, he just wears a very simple, like, um, like quarter Cape just over one arm. Um, and, uh, you can see very much the, uh, the, the, the sigil, uh, as well as a, um, uh, a dark, like a forest green, um, uh, purity. So again, like the red seal, but the uh, the paper is is a forest green. That you've recognized as uh, the hereticus uh, papers, and uh, immediately Asher stops paying attention to you, turns and bows to him um, as uh, as he strides up, uh, and uh, he just kind of um, looks you up and down, and, and then just nods like uh, appraisingly and says, uh, "My name is Sabrul Graves. I am the." Administrator of the Ordo Sereticus here. And you, we'd been told you were coming. They say that you go by Lucius Valentine. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Your inquisitor was Barth. It was you were flying under the flag of Barthus Billingberg the Thirteenth, were you not? Once he had been
3: defeated in the purpose of rooting out more of his evil to destroy it, I was trained by Wilhelm Roach who was my Inquisitor, where I served as interrogator. When he was lost in the field, he raised me to the role of Inquisitor, but the paperwork has not yet been filed, so I am still a humble interrogator before you today.
1: Roach, yes, I remember Roach. We never worked together personally, but I was certainly aware of him, and we had some contact with him over the years, yes. Christopher Valentine. Has a ring to it, does it not? Uh... Interrogator, I must admit some confusion. According to my understanding and the reports I've been reviewing, you are dead. But here you stand, and you don't seem to be anything other than what you are, but you will forgive me if I am somewhat hesitant to believe that a dead man whose autopsy report I have read in full stands before me um we're getting to some dice time here sir Um, uh he is uh he's agreeable to you this isn't you can tell um happily of all the the inquisitors like particularly high ranking inquisitors you could find they go by like what inquisitor lord ryan would that be the there
3: are there are lord inquisitors who work their way up yeah like it's it's a pretty arcane thing, but yeah, Lord Inquisitors are the ones in charge of like subsectors and sectors, and like they're the more important ones. so yeah,
1: great. okay. so I think we're gonna we're we're gonna go ahead and say that all three of these guys uh, are operating under the title uh, Lord Inquisitor. Um, also, as I've said, uh, last gleaming is far enough away from the Imperium's kind of major centers that no no one from the Inquisition is likely to come here and piss on their parade. And if they did, they would just drop the honorific. <laughs> very quickly. Yep. Um great. So um uh Lord Inquisitor Graves is happily uh seems to have a, a curious mind, which honestly is something you've seen in a lot of the hereticus uh, uh inquisitors, uh, just that interest in kind of like getting to the actual bottom of things rather than just burning them at the stake or
3: assuming that, you know, they're somehow tau. Um, yeah, you've been triple or quadruple bluffed enough times by the time you get high up in the hereticus for like, how many people were the fake trail? How many good people have you burned?
1: Yeah, for sure. And also just like, if you're a heretic, I could probably learn more from talking to you than immediately murdering you. Because if you are, then we've got much bigger problems. So, um, the good news is that's going to affect, uh, the, the difficulty on this rule. Um, what, uh, what skill do you think Valentine would use, uh, to try and, uh, uh, get in, uh, get in, Sabriel's good graces. I feel
3: like it's it's like lying by omission, but really just like blunt honesty, which is telling him, like, yes, I had heard reports of that. It's one of the reasons I was headed here. I'm interested in sorting this out and discovering what value there is to people who would want me dead.
1: Hmm, seems reasonable. Um, and he kind of just like. Again, is is giving you a long, a long hard stare. Um all right. So if you're going, um we talked a little bit off air um about uh the the stat how the stats break down in uh, dark heresy as it relates to um how you're choosing to convince someone. So what we've basically decided, uh, for those of you playing along at home, is um we're going to conflate um the kind of convincing skills under one umbrella only because like Valentine is built to lie, but weirdly we realize can't tell the truth with any effectiveness, which is kind of insane based on the the sort of build he is. Um So moving forward, we'll be uh using kind of – any convincing stats for him will, will fall under the same thing to just open up a few more options within the realm of like – he's not going to charm anyone with like, I'm a really nice guy, but I, <laughs> I feel like he – it would be fair for him to just be like, Hi, I'm actually this guy. This is exactly what I mean. The example I used off yeah. there is like, Hi, little girl, Santa Claus isn't real, but I need you to go up that chimney anyway with a shotgun. Okay, okay, great. Let's go.
3: Like, it's still not nice, but it'll get the job done. Yeah, he and he's is alive a functional sociopath. He's a functional sociopath, so there is no difference between his lies and yeah, the truth. They're fairly. all equally true to him. Hashtag position. Um, and I think the, the other thing he would use in this discussion is he would be handing over a port that he would have collated in terms of. By Planet Vicodin, the other heresies, the Fabius bile thing that he had stopped, just like the proof of, because in his brain he he had the ride here with the witch hunter to be like, ah, fuck, they know my real name now, so he's got to prove he's doing good shit the whole way. Yeah. I um, dig that.
1: All right. So um, with all of that in mind, um, I suspect you'd be going with charm, in as much as you're just telling him the truth.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's he's got it's. It's kind of the, the smartest lie he could tell, which is just leave out the prophecy about the emperor.
1: <laughs> yeah, leave out the Valentine heresy the show's named for. Yeah, I
3: dig that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, and have it just be that he stumbled across these cases sure. in his survival. So just yeah. remove the impetus, but everything else is legit.
1: Okay, great, love that. Um, okie dokie. So... Um, Let's go with, um, I'm going to say three purple. Okay. Uh, also, it's been like a hot sec uh, since we've we've dropped any dice. So from a story point perspective, uh, I'm going to put us at uh, three and two in your favor. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, you've got um, three purple um, just from, again, like you're here, you're in the flesh, but... Mm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one boost uh, from the fact that you are are straight up telling the truth. Um, that, that helps. <laughs> it helps with the lie. Um, I'm also going to give you a boost that the fanatical witch hunter on loan to Ordo Malleus didn't kill you, uh, given that Ordo Hereticus also uh, <laughs> are often known as witch hunters and kind of go in <laughs> for that shit. Um, the fact that the most fanatical person that Graves knows didn't kill you actually speaks pretty highly to uh, – to in your favor. Uh, so you'll get that. Uh, I am, however, going to give you a setback from the fact that he's read – he's had the time to read the autopsy report. <laughs> there
3: um, is an autopsy report. <laughs> that's, that's a problem.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty big problem. Uh, and I'm going to spend a, a story point to Jack one of the purples to a red.
3: Yeah, I'm going to spend it, uh, an additional story point because Valentine has had extra time on board. He's aware that the moment he knew his name was getting dropped, the corpse thing is probably coming up. This is the most important, like, argument he's ever going to have to make, which is please don't kill me. I'm really me. Surreal. All righty, let's see what happens. One advantage, two failure. I had such good dice, too. Oh, dear. All right. So um, he he,
1: he just kind of nods as though you've confirmed uh, something uh, for him. And um, he says, uh, interrogator, I hope you won't take this the wrong way. But until we can sort out exactly how you're here and also... And he just kind of like looks back at the screens and he says, there, um, we are going to have to put you under uh, under guard and under arrest. Uh, rest assured, no harm will come to you if your story pans out, but you are not free to move around the citadel, nor are you free to access the resources of the Inquisition at this time. And he turns to you, um, Vis, and he just says, is this going to be a problem?
2: Well, that depends on uh, how my inquisitor here responds.
3: <laughs> Valentine just gives you like a, a shake of the head, like, let it ride, man. This is not the fight time. This is the let him do things time.
2: And then Atticus just shrugs and says, seems fine by me.
1: Um, and like Graves like gives you kind of a long look and there's almost like a quirk of a smile um, just on the edge of his uh, on the edge of his lip uh he turns back to you valentine and he says uh regardless of what the truth ends up being about you i must say for an interrogator you have managed to inspire tremendous loyalty in your retinue that is impressive um and he kind of looks to you atticus and he says as is your loyalty soldier very good
3: i i will say lord inquisitor if you'll allow me a brief interruption This man is of the highest quality, serving with the highest guard regiments. No matter what falls on my behalf, whatever fate may surprise us both with, please look after this man. He is of highest quality. Rest assured, interrogator, if anything
1: at all is amiss with you or your genetics, we will take care of this man. And if it turns out to all be one big misunderstanding, a... A goof in the Emperor's name. Well, then we shall take care of this man. Either way, rest assured, he will be taken care of, as is the Emperor's will. Um, and with that, he just kind of uh, nods the two of you, and just sure enough, like guards kind of uh, almost Homer Simpson out of the bushes. Like they're just um they're all standing nearby. It's a damn thing about one of these kind of like hedge maze things there's just so many crevices for people to to stand and move in from um and it's the the exact kind of like um, inquisitorial shock troops that uh Valentine you'd expect to see um particularly around a citadel like this like it's operational 24/7 um and so um kind of um not roughly but you know firmly um they kind of uh take you to a uh Um, a spot actually just off of the, the central fountain area with the, uh, the monitors and uh, Graves nods to um, uh, sort of a couple of servitors who come in and basically quickly like interface with the, uh, the monitors and a, um, you know, in classic like 40 K kind of like shaky eighties technology screen uh, way, um, uh, a video of, uh, of your autopsy, comes up uh and uh graves uh says um so interrogator this is what concerns me um and valentine sure enough like that's you on the slab um and uh as they like and like you recognize your scars you recognize blemishes uh, and you're particularly um uh, taken aback when uh they begin to work on your head uh, and they remove like as you understand them from the you know the schematics you've seen of your eyes like your bionic eyes some of the, the me- mechanisms you have in your head um for all intents and purposes like you're just like Tom Sawyer at his own funeral like you're just watching uh, a tremendously accurate um <laughs> like vivisection of of yourself. Um, can you please roll me? Um, I think we're going to go with resilience. No, let's go with cool. Let's go with cool on this one. Um, if you you take a discipline, uh, yeah, actually, I take a discipline. Sure. Cool. Sure. Uh, so I need discipline. Um, this is going to be, uh, three purple. Um, I'm gonna give you a setback for the fact that you're just generally stressed. This isn't like you'd wanted to watch it quietly in your quarters, but instead you have to watch it mm-hmm. under armed guard with the Lord Inquisitor hanging out next to you. um yeah, and I'll give you I'll give you one boost because of how desperate the situation is like you you really have to keep your composure. Uh, and figure this shit out. So give you one boost for that. Uh, anything else you want to make an argument for? Um, Again, tr- keeping in mind that this is basically like a save against madness for seeing yourself cut up.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think the, the only thing that I could even vaguely try to call, which could be too ridiculous or could feel right, is knowing that he has... His tempered will, which is uh, removing one black dye inflicted by critical injuries, the disoriented condition, or fear. Oh yeah, yeah, that's perfect for this. Yep, <laughs> sociopathic nature to the fore. Uh, all right, I, I, I think I think that's it because I think his focus is more on like perceiving what's on the screen to figure out how to disprove than hiding that it's really fucking weird. Because mm. yeah, let's let's just see what happens. One advantage. Okay, um, so um,
1: you don't take any strain, um, but you also don't like. Yeah, you actually do that. Like you're still like having. a <laughs> Yeah, real... I did the cop.
3: I tried to drink tea. It was very bad. It was a very yeah. Valentine moment.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, like it's it's it, it's pretty gruesome. Um, so the, um, the 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 video is is complete and. Um, uh, one of the the servitors kind of step for, steps forward and just proceeds to rattle off uh details um about it um it would seem that um the uh uh the body was recovered uh from the wreckage um of of the ship that was still in orbit um so that it hadn't crashed into uh, the glory hole um but as the uh, the cathedral in the sky kind of broke up um there was enough of the the ship kind of left drifting that they were able to recover both uh, Roach's body and yours um, the uh, cause of death seems to be um, like just exposure uh, because you were drifting in <laughs> space um just kind of like one of the bodies recovered from uh, the the wreckage before the the planet itself was uh, was scourged um what uh I guess Greaves will turn to you and you haven't been rolling particularly well um so he's he's kind of presenting this almost as like he's being gentle about it but it's almost like you know like the the blade runner thing of like "Mm -hmm, you're completely unique have you seen the other one that looks exactly like you Mm -hmm. because here's some origami to show that maybe you're a robot um so he uh he kind of um presents presents that to you and he says uh I must say, interrogator, based on the evidence I've seen so far and based on what you've told me, I suspect that no matter what you believe, you may not be who you think you are. And if this is in fact true, then some rather dark things may be afoot. That said, I do believe I owe you a chance to explain this however you can. So, I will grant you uh, three questions of the servitor around your autopsy, through which to prove that you are in fact the real deal. If, however, you are unable to come up with a sufficient answer, then I assume you understand what must happen and why.
3: Yes. Yes, of course, of course. Um uh Tom, can I roll a perception check to see if he spotted anything weird about the video or the body or anything like that? Yeah,
1: it's going to be hard because you weren't uh you weren't have you didn't get any successes on your like uh, re- like mental resolve check. So I'm I'm going to put this at 4 purple and I'm going to spend a story point to jack one to a red. Um I'll give you um you don't have any setbacks for this. Uh you did have an advantage. From, from your check, so we'll give you a boost for that. I'll also give you a boost to account for the black dice we aren't removing because there isn't a black dice to remove, so for your, okay. like, uh, grit and steel and whatever the fuck. Um, Atticus, uh, you're also watching this, uh, and you aren't him, so that might give it an advantage, but where, where's Atticus at with this?
5: He is confused. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was pretty confused quickly convinced to turn on an inquisitor that he believed to be corrupt uh and now he's starting to spiral a little bit just internally like is is valentine the one who's corrupt is this graves guy corrupt like he just he's not mentally equipped for the inquisitorial game of just mental chess that's happening (laughs) just like so blundered into the wire where it's like it goes all the way
1: to
3: the top
5: yeah 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 really so he's just very confused right now and kind of scaring himself with each like new what if scenario that he's coming up with (laughs) okay uh fair enough so with that in mind i don't
1: think you can add a boost dice to this uh because i don't (laughs) think you're like watching the video intently to like help (laughs) solve a mystery you're instead
5: wondering like did you maybe kill a good guy? Are you? A I don't bad have enough? ranks in mystery solving anyway. All my ranks are in punching. So, <laughs> oh man, if only there was a mystery
1: to be punched. But that's yeah. a different show Aww. entirely. It's a different show. Um, okay, <laughs> so. Uh, Valentine, I guess this is this is just on you. Uh, yeah, I'm also
3: going to add a story point because holy shit! If there is ever a time to add a fucking story yep, point, this yep, is yep, the yep, moment. Yep, 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 yep. Because yep, yep. his brain is running at a thousand percent. Also, it's because he has the legitimate belief that the emperor is sending him on this mission, which means the emperor would not put this problem in his path unless he is meant to overcome it and it will ultimately help him. So his like he's yep. almost religiously incapable to believe he can fail this test. It doesn't mean that's necessarily true, Ryan says from the outside, <laughs> but Valentine is sure. Hmm. Oh, shit. Okay, this is a very tight roll. It, it is four yellow versus three purple, one red, and there are two boosts. So it's slightly okay. in the favor, but I have had better dice yeah. pools on two previous rolls and shit oh. the bed both times. Holy shit! Okay, three successes, two triumphs. That's my boy, fucking robot eyes, robot eyes, robot eyes. Wow!
1: Wow!
4: Wow! Wow!
3: Wow! Wow!
4: Wow! Just had to get there. Yeah, Don't
1: fuck those earlier the name roles. Of the show. This
3: worked out. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> he's All <right>. the
4: emperor. <laughs>
3: he says to himself. That he looks at the screen and like everyone <laughs>
5: around Atticus. Early. By the way, he likes hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> very simple. Very simple things like, oh, okay, he's good.
1: <laughs> everyone around you if you're just saying that to yourself like it's the kind of thing where like everyone kind of clocks it and knows exactly what you were saying in your head because like they know it's it's you know it's business as usual in the inquisition baby um all right great so um uh what you noticed uh fuck that is a lot of successes holy shit um so i mean i, don't, I think we can just uh, catch the chase here um you notice the um uh, the eyes obviously being removed and uh, your, your other prosthesis. Um and it occurs to you that uh one of the the interesting quirks of uh you know the the machine uh that spat you out um and spits all these troops out is with technology being as, as rare and valued as it is, um you know for a fact that there is a record of the serial numbers for what got put in your face. Um because They don't just hand those things out for free. And after the accident, they you're still like training at that point. So they weren't just like, you know, it's not like field medicine, it's not like anything Atticus may have found along the way. This is like proper, you know, imperial because it was it was when you were still training, right, right?
3: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: So um it occurs to you that uh one of the fastest solutions to this, um in your favor or in the corpses. Is to just fucking check the serial numbers because you know there will be a record that you cannot tamper with that is in Imperial record that will have the correct number. You obviously can't tamper with whatever is in the corpse and you can't tamper with in, in, what's in your head right now. So basically, it's like this is a fast way to check immediately that you actually can't be accused of rigging because. It's all external to you, so all this flashes through your mind as as you you, you stand there, um, and you realize that these servitors will be able to obtain that information rather quickly. They're connected to the network, like you may not need to ask them any questions because you you have this information.
3: Wonderful. I would suggest checking the uh, serial numbers on both the bionic eyes and bionic ears of that corpse and myself versus the records and confirming that the records have not been changed in the last, uh, short time since that death. Um, and, uh,
1: Graves is kind of like Cox and eyebrows is, it's a very reasonable course of action. Um, and immediately like nods to the servitors, uh, and they, they kind of get up in your business. Um, you know, I assume you like roll your eyes back to like an uncomfortable point. Um, but Uh, I once found the the serial number on one of my contact lenses uh, by looking real close and it was the weirdest fucking thing to be like, oh, this is printed on the thing that goes on my eye and I just can't see it, but it's there and that's terrifying. Um, So it's that kind of nonsense. Um, Well, another servitor plugs hard lines into the network and, you know, quickly checks with, with, uh, you know, the appropriate record sources. Um, And, you know, a a little bit of time passes. Uh, It's 40K. Nothing's like, Super, super immediate. Um, but uh, eventually, um, the uh, one of the, the servitors comes over with like a Vox mouth um, and uh, just says, Lord Inquisitor, the numbers have returned. It would seem that the numbers from the body that were recovered are incorrect. This is, in fact, Interrogator Valentine. And um, Graves just kind of nods. And then his face kind of falls a little bit and he just says... <sighs> Fuck, Horace, this really makes things a lot more complicated. You'll forgive me, but I really, really wished you'd been lying. Oh, if I'd been you, I'd feel the same way. <laughs> um, and he claps a hand uh, on your shoulder and he says, uh, I suspect this is the beginning of a very good working relationship. Inquisitor Valentine.
3: Valentine's heart for the first time skips a beat. Because he has never been a legitimate inquisitor until this moment.
0: This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan Aplant at the Ryan on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Dan Borovic at Del Tastig on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter.
3: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
5: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was, Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me
0: again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship.
2: M-C-C-A-C-E-C is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost
0: layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye.
4: Do you know, I am now the only
0: assassin aboard the sheep.
4: What are you doing alive? I
0: want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan.
4: Aren't they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh,
0: fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers
2: so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out. If you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid... You can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I gotta trot, space muggies. Stay safe out there.